It's time once again for the Worship Ministry Catalyst Podcast with your hosts, David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a resource for all worship leaders and team members serving in the local church. Take a seat at the table and join the conversation as David, Kevin, and their guests discuss all things worship, from team dynamics to technology to song selection. Feel free to poke fun at David's hair, talk football, or bring up other topics that have nothing to do with worship. We want to add your voice to the conversation. Find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash WMCatalyst. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Worship Ministry Catalyst. Or just head over to worshipministrycatalyst.com and drop a note in the comments section of any episode. And now, it's time for the show. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. Today, it's just me. Uh, Kevin is off on a mission trip to the Dominican Republic, and uh, he's not here able to do the recording with us today. So I'm just going to kind of give you a couple of announcements and set us up for a great interview. And I mean that when I say it, it's a really good interview with a guy by the name of Chris Jones, uh, and he's an illustrator. Lots of great uh, information there that's coming your way. It's a great conversation, a very insightful young man, and I think you're going to be really inspired by all that he has to say about what is going on uh, in his world. So you're going to want to go ahead and, and stick around for that. I, I promise you it's it's worth worth uh, listening to. But uh, as, as you know, as you listened to the last episode of the podcast, which we released on the 7th, this last Wednesday, uh, we are partnering with Garden City Project, and uh, they've got a lot of great stuff that they're doing over there, and it's helping us move closer to our our dream of, of being a catalyst to the creative uh, revolution that's taking place in the church uh, in the United States and around the world. And we know a lot of our listeners listen from different parts of the country as well as different parts of the world, and so we want to do whatever we can to help facilitate that growth, that revolution of artistry, you know, kind of a rebirth in the local church. And so uh, we're teaming up with the Garden City Project to accomplish a lot of that. So you want to go to both our website and their website, and you can find out a lot of information that's going on. For instance, on worshipministrycatalyst.com, you can find some of the projects that have taken place already. And so you can go just go to our projects page or get involved page on worshipministrycatalyst.com. And you can find out that information there, see some of the projects and as well get involved with some of the projects or, um, you know, if you have some work you'd like to submit, there's a tab there on worshipministrycatalyst.com that you can submit your own work and kind of start get your, getting yourself going in this realm. So uh, you can do that right there on our website. And then you can also go to gardencityproject.com if you'd like to uh, be a, a partner with uh, other work that's going on, you have some skills you might like to offer, you can kind of start working your way in there. Go to GardenCityProject.com and you can uh, find out uh, how you can contribute there. So those are just a couple of quick announcements. After the interview, after our, my conversation with Chris, I've got a couple more things, uh, you know, giveaway and some other things that we want to make you aware of there at the end of the interview. So make sure you stick around after this conversation and find out a little more. But for now, here is my interview with Chris Jones. Well, we are uh, thrilled to have a guest with us here today, and it's just me today. Kevin is off in the the vast domain of the Dominican Republic on a mission trip. So, um, But the good news is you don't have to listen to me do all of the talking today. 
uh, we get to talk to Chris Jones. So Chris Jones, welcome to the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Well, it's great to have you. Would you uh, really quick just kind of tell me and our listeners a little bit about yourself, your life, your history, and uh, what got you into uh, illustrating? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Man, first of all, it's nothing crazy. Um, just the Lord's just the Lord's grace. Um, yeah, so I guess the best way to start off is just a little bit of where I grew up. I grew up in Africa, Cameroon to be specific, um, West Central. My parents were missionaries over there. Okay. So I grew up there for about 10 years, born and raised there up until then. Um, yeah, yeah, at about the age four, the Lord saved me, cool. which is crazy. The gospel is so simple that a young yeah. child can understand it, but so deep that someone can study the rest of their life for eternity, actually. So the Lord saved me at four, grew up there until I was about 10. And then in 06, my family moved to Montana after my oldest sister graduated from high school. After... Staying in Montana for another 10 years, the Lord brought me out here to California. I guess that's just probably the quickest wrap-up of where I've moved. As far as my passions that the Lord has given me and gifts, the Lord has blessed me with an artistic bent, for sure, whether it's in music or illustrating. Um, he definitely helped develop those throughout high school and and then helped me move out here to pursue that career as an illustrator. So wow, that's a little bit of who I am. Yeah. But so you're a musician and an artist. I am. I am. So uh, what, uh, what instruments do you play? I play, I was really big into French horn throughout high school. Um, and then right now I just play djembe or hand drum. A lot of people call it djembe, but I like to just go djembe. But um. <laughs> Yeah, I do a little bit of that, and then uh, I rap, so. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got anything you want to share with us to kind of give us a little flavor for what you do? Um, <laughs> Put you on the spot here a little bit. That wasn't part of the deal, was it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, man, it's always a joy to share a little bit. Um, let's, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you a little bit. Um, sweet, here we go. Show me a mansion, I'll show you a grave. Show me a porn star, I'll show you a slave. I'll show you your sin, cause I know how to be saved. His cup is full of living water, cause he rose from the grave. Christ died and he rose, now I'm freed. So I kill myself daily, my assassin's creed. And Christ is the hero, so his word I heed. But I still sin daily, so his grace I need. I know he made the universe, so I fall to my knees. Then I see my wickedness, Lord have mercy, I plea. But he's gentle and loves, he holds his flock in his hands. I'm just a lamb. In the hands of the great I am. Nice, yeah, you got some skill Thanks. there. That takes some uh, <laughs> takes some takes a lot of talent to be able to uh, to write that as well as perform it. So very good. Uh, and, and thanks, and thanks for being willing to uh, to go out on a limb there and do something that we hadn't talked about doing. So <laughs> no worries, no worries. But uh, you uh, you come to us through uh, Garden City and and Dave Yalk over there and uh, and we've been working a lot uh, kind of close together and one of the reasons it's great to talk to you and and pursue uh, this conversation a little bit is because it's it's talking about what we're doing and moving a little bit to a broader 
a, a broader view of the arts to kind of, you know, music is awesome. Everyone loves music, but, but God made us creative and creative creativity goes out into all of life. It's not limited to just music or to even just the arts. And so, uh, but you and, uh, and Dave have worked on a project together, right? Project Hero. Would you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Project Hero is a story definitely written by Dave. It's um, full of adventure um, through the eyes of a little Jewish boy. The, basically, the whole plot of this story is there's this young Jewish boy who loves hearing these Old Testament stories from his grandfather. And just so everyone knows, it's around the time of, of Jesus' day. So as the grandfather is telling these stories to this young child, he this young child becomes enthralled with this, um, this a prophet, Elijah, and just looks to him as his hero, just through all the miracles that Elijah is doing. And so as the story goes along, he starts realizing that after every miracle that his grandfather tells him about Elijah, he sees Jesus perform the same miracle later on that day, except Jesus does it way better Well, because he's God. So this little boy eventually becomes captivated with this man, Jesus, and is questioning, who is this man if he's greater than Elijah? So, yeah, he goes, he's the little boy with um, throughout Jesus' miracles and uh, eventually sees him crucified, um, sees, his, sees his hero crucified. Um, and I, w- I don't want to give it all, all away for those listeners who um, want to read it, but it really, it really is captivating to see a little boy's emotion and that childlike faith um, in, in the great I am. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely heartfelt. I think that it's not just a simple little kid's book though. It is the gospel that is simple enough for a child to understand it, which I think is important, but my, me and my college friend were looking at it and, uh, we're reading through it and he just commented that it, it had a lot of deep old Testament, um, stuff, a lot of content in there that, um, is great even for college age students to think about. So it's a very, very fun, but heartfelt and deep book. So, Hmm. yeah, well, Mm. yeah, won't, won't spoil it. Won't give away the end there, but, um, can you tell, tell us a little bit about, uh, the process, you know, uh, starting, starting with, uh, the Bible side of it. How do you, how do you go through and kind of get a good a good feel for what the Bible is teaching on something so that you can illustrate it? And how has that helped you mm-hmm. and uh, in your walk with Christ, as well as maybe seeing that as a tool to lead others in their walk? Hmm. Yeah. I guess the way I want to start this off is the most important thing about a person is what comes to mind when they think about Christ, when they think about God. Therefore, knowing God is the most important thing um, that we should be striving for. And so from branching off of that, as I was illustrating this children's book, 
having to illustrate Jesus and portray Jesus' character to this little boy through the truths of the Bible, such as he is loving and gentle and kind, um, studying, studying scripture before I would launch into it. That definitely helped open up my eyes to more of, I guess, the loving aspect and the gentle, compassionate side of, of the Lord. Um, yeah, that getting to know the Lord in that sense has been huge. Hmm. It's, it's definitely different illustrating Christ right. than just reading about him. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it attracts, it, it makes connection in the sense. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but it definitely puts more emotion to it to show that God is, is an emotional God mm. and he cares, he cares about feelings and he's not just this academic being that we study. He's, he's a, he's a being that has created us with emotion, just like he has emotion and um, he wants our worship to be heartfelt. So. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is, there's so much more to God than I think we ever, we probably ever even could ever wrap our minds around. Right. I mean, God is this this huge being. And unfortunately, I think you're right. I think a lot of times we do reduce God to academia. Like he is, he's knowledge that we acquire, but mm. uh, he is a person. I mean, he's, he's three persons, but you know, he, he has uh, so much to his nature that we probably uh, discredit because we allow our view of God to be shaped by, uh, by mm. human thinking, as opposed to allowing who God says he is to shape our thinking about himself. And, mm. um, if, uh, for, for songwriters, you know, cause I'll, I'll, I'll kind of approach it from my aspect. I've written songs and, uh, and tried to try to go through scripture and, and try to capture ideas of scripture that I, that we can then share with, with the church so that they can know them in, in a, an expressive and emotional way. Um, what is what was that like for you when it comes to comes to art? I mean, because it's a, I'm sure there's a lot of similarities there, but then at the same time, I'm guessing that because you have to, well, it's easy with music because you're confined to <laughs> confined <laughs> to uh, what people hear, right? I mean, all all I have to do is kind of share the message and and uh, and do it in a way that people can can relate with when they're hearing. But you're taking something that you've never seen. And that no one alive has ever seen, and trying to bring that to life in a visual way. What is what does that process look like? <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Yikes! Um. <laughs> oh. So basically, what you're asking is, what is it like to bring Christ, um, the image of Christ to life, to the readers without having seen him or any of our readers seen him, right. correct? Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to be honest, I my whole life I've always like avoided drawing Jesus um, just because personally I don't like the idea of making this image of him, of who he wasn't. Huh. And, and it scares me to think that 
um, a little child could be attached to this image and idolize this image in their mind mm-hmm. that isn't really him. Um, <laughs> and so when I was illustrating this, I guess I love the fact that Dave didn't want me to draw his face. Um, I, I was like, Hey, cool. Um, it was difficult because it's like, yikes, I have to work around not drawing his face in this children's book. But I think I reflecting more on his character just through his, um, body language of, is he compassion towards people? Is he, um, submissive to his father? I, to be honest, I want people to know God. Um, after, after what he's done in my life, I want, he's putting this, this desire in me to want people to know him for who he is. And I guess just being really careful when I was illustrating this, Hmm. um, of, what would have been realistic back in the back in that time period of what a man would have looked like. And the Bible says he's not, he wasn't attractive. Um, people weren't attracted to him physically, the Bible says. And so I'm um, not making him like this supermodel, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Not like, so, I mean, he was a carpenter, so he probably had muscle, but <laughs> not making him a bodybuilder right. <laughs> on Hollywood Boulevard or something. So, uh, yeah. 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 That's, that's, uh, yeah. We won't even go down that road because we could, uh, get sacrilegious really quick. But, um, (laughs) if what, well, maybe let me ask you this question. What, how do you start, uh, do you start, you know, drawing by hand and then, and then you move into the, uh, digital realm or do you start on, on, uh, on your computer and go from there? What does that look like for you? Yeah, I guess lately, uh, the more I've been delving into the digital art, now, every once in a while, I draw a character on paper first, but right now, I just draw the character on the computer first with, um, I sketch him out in a blue tone, and then after I sketch the figure out in a blue tone, very loose, I go back in with, say, if I want to actually do like like an inked out character with like an ink outlining. Then I draw the ink, a clean, clean um, version over the blue. And then I go in with the color. But if I'm going just to like painting, um, I usually just do the blue um, sketch of what I want it to look like. And then I go in with the paint. But um, yeah, I guess that's the, that's usually the process that I take myself through. And what, what tools are you using? What software, what hardware is your go-to? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've heard of Autodesk Sketchbook Pro at all. It's a very simplified version of Photoshop. Okay. A lot of artists say I need to get Photoshop, and I do. <laughs> um, but am I rich? No, right. I'm not right. super rich. <laughs> so um, I it's it's professional, but it's simple, which is which is nice. So I can tweak it the way I want. But so I use Autodesk Sketchbook Pro, and then I use a Cintiq. Um, it's basically a computer monitor screen that I draw on that connects to my laptop. So yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great. That was, that was kind of what I was wondering. And I know we'll have listeners that, that are interested in, in illustrating and uh, you know, what we often get questions about what equipment we use in the studio and that kind of thing. And so uh, for, sure. for an illustrator that's doing it and that, that brought up a thought, you know, we, uh, 
I've done some computer recording, essentially of music. I'm not a I'm not a professional by any means, but um, one of the things I do know about recording is that uh, the software you use is a lot less important than what you're putting into the software. <laughs> yeah, and so. Yeah. If you're if you're counting on software and hardware and spending thousands of dollars on stuff to make you sound good, you're probably going to still be disappointed in the end. And yeah. I'm a, I, it's probably the same has to be the same with illustrating. If you're not putting in anything good to begin with, it doesn't matter what how expensive your software is, it's still not going to look good in the end, right? <laughs> that is so true. I mean, I was just looking at an advertisement a couple of years ago for this like Cintiq and stuff. I'm like, oh man, I need to get that, you know, and. Uh, Cause they were just doing some crazy stuff on there. And I was like, Whoa, that's awesome. But, uh, I was just thinking about it yesterday. Like, yikes. So glad I didn't buy it back in the day. Cause it wouldn't have changed a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. A lot of yeah. money wasted. That could have happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I want to kind of, uh, turn a little bit of a corner here, um, and talk about what's coming, what's coming down the road from you in terms of, uh, your, your own illustrating and, um, I think you've got something coming out this coming year. Is that correct? That is. That is. Yeah, it's. I believe it's called the Carpenter's Trade. I won't give the whole story away, but it's basically a story through the eyes of a tree and his relationship with this little boy as the boy grows up into a man. Hmm. So, okay, it's it's going to be definitely more realism, on than more than cartoons. So. And so this is this a story you've come up with or you were illustrating it and someone else has kind of helped the story or how's that gone? Sure. This is a story by an author, um, Lauren. I'm forgetting her last name. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> but she contacted me through Dave Yock in okay. Garden City, which was really encouraging. Great. Yeah. Great. Great to meet her through that. So that's, it's, it's her story. Her and Dave partnered up together and wrote it. And yeah, they, they contacted me. So, okay. Well, that's cool. That's a great illustration of what, you know, what we're wanting to see more of at not just garden city, but worship ministry catalyst and kind of mm. serving as a catalyst to connect artists and, and, mm. and encourage artistry around the world in the church. And so, um, so that's great. We'll be, we'll be definitely looking forward to that, uh, in the coming year. And, uh, and we'll be sharing more about that on the podcast when that, when that does come out. Uh, but you have a dream I've been told to one day do a graphic novel. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. it um, is true. I, I have no idea about, uh, on, on how that, how that even begins, let alone what the process <laughs> looks like. But, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about that and kind of how you're how you're going about building something like that out from the bottom up. Yeah, to be honest, it's a it's a mind blowing thing for me too. I have this dream, and the whole thought of wanting to accomplish it can be really overwhelming at times. <laughs> but I just got to remember to take it one day at a time, one step at a time, and to be patient. Um, as far as the process. Just to start off with, I have been nailing it down to first we've got to get the framework in of just like any story, what do we want this uh, to be about and what do we want the plot to be? And we've got to have a beginning and we've got to have an end or else we don't know where we're going with right. this. So, And what do we want the messages to be? So me and my roommate 
actually i just i recently brought him on this because he's really good with um plots and different stuff so hmm. i brought him on this him and um right now we're finalizing some world details but basically the plot is there's this corrupt government this wicked government that loves power of loves the power of instilling fear into people once a year they choose a region of the land and execute a fixed amount of people in that region so that they can have population control supposedly supposedly so in the beginning of the story the main character's dad gets killed in this execution and he becomes very disturbed and convinces himself hey this can't this can't this can't be the way things are this like i don't care if they're saying it's population control and we're going to run out of resources no this can't be real and he's also more distressed that his relationship with his father was always a broken relationship and he never had the chance to mend it before his father died so he travels back in time to stop this government from taking control and to hopefully get a chance to mend his relationship with his father um, but yeah, it's set in more of like a Chronicles of Riddick era, and it's mm. going to be more geared toward college slash teenage um, age groups. So, so it sounds kind of like you're, uh, you know, you're a lot like you know C.S. Lewis, or uh, you know, kind of creating the whole world that this thing is going to exist in, and you're starting with that first, and then you're going to move to more laying out the plot and the story as as it fits within the confines of this world. Is that right? That is that is totally correct. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really fun. I've always I've always dreamt about doing something like that and uh and never take the time to even begin. So, we'll just wait for you to do that. <laughs> and and we'll all enjoy the fruits of your hard work and labor uh in that. But how can how do you see this kind of work that you're doing and and working on uh building up the church and furthering, you know, furthering the mission of like you said making disciples. You you said earlier about uh, that that question, what everyone thinks about Jesus is the most, most important question in that, in their life. And so how mm. does what you're doing and, and, and your artistic endeavors and your pursuit, uh, help further the mission and, and worship even of the church? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I think that as believers, we are called to be missionaries wherever we are. Whether you're a missionary to your neighbors or in another country. And as as experience of being a missionary's kid over in Africa, seeing my dad learn their language um, to in order to be able to preach the gospel to them through their language to help them understand who God is. I think that's... I think we need to remember that whatever culture we're in, we need to know the language of the culture to be able to use that as a tool to preach the gospel to the culture. And so before we go, I go into the culture, um, like you said um, about the church, how is it going to help build up worship in the church and mission? Um, first, worship. Um, is glorifying and praising God for who he is. So we have to know this God. And in order to do that, 
what is the language that our culture loves? It's, I mean, <laughs> most of my generation loves watching Netflix and not reading a ton of books. And so I think creating graphic novels that have biblical themes, godly characteristics in them, as well as the gospel blatantly can be a great tool to attract the culture, to attract the church to, Hey, this is, this is part of God's character. Art, to be honest, art is a form of communication. And, um, as I was reading in Exodus 31, artists were some of the first that the Lord put the Holy spirit into create his tabernacle to captivate the hearts and the attention of his people. And so as an artist, um, using graphic novels can be very great way to attract. I don't want to say attract people to the gospel because Romans one sixteen, the gospel is the power is the power of God. So it doesn't need any attraction, but, um, it's graphic novels are mixed between movies and books. So like they're comic books, but, um, with very thematic elements. And so displaying God's character through these forms of art can help people worship God for who he is, his sacrificial love, his forgiveness, his grace that abounds. And then as far as mission, that's where speaking the culture's language and using their language, such as movies or graphic novels or art or even writing or music, using that language and speaking the gospel through that to the culture. Mm-hmm. So that would be where the mission is, if that makes sense. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know yeah. if what I'm saying makes sense. No, but. it's it's perfect sense. It resonates exactly with what with what we talk about here so much on the podcast. Is that uh, you know, the way you said it, you said it pretty much the same way I would say it, but it, what what I would say is that every local church, every church uh, speaks the dialect of its local community. And so mm-hmm. within that church are people who are already experts in that community, in that language, in the, mm. and it's not just the language, you know, that we speak, you know, verbally, but there's a, there's an artistic expression that's also like that local dialect and and the example of missionaries is a great one. My parents were missionaries in Brazil and they spent that mm. uh, first year uh, in language school, learning the language so that they could be missionaries. Right. And right. And so that's, that's what we need to do. And so there are all these different dialects and, and what's your, the area you're, you're in of, of illustrating and, um, and, and uh, there's, a, there's a whole world there. Right. And if, yeah. And if you don't know that language, if you don't know how to speak it, then you're not going to be able to reach it. And I think mm. that's so much, uh, so important for us to understand in the church today. And, and, and I love what, what's happened because we've seen a great shift back towards this, mm. uh, in the church where for a long time we were, we were irrelevant and disconnected and we lost our influence in the culture because we didn't speak the language of the culture anymore. Mm. And now we're coming back to that and whoever controls the media, you know, controls the culture, whoever controls the different forms of media are the people who have influence. And now we're seeing people like yourself taking great strides and building influence into uh, the world through the Mm. gifts that God has given you. And I think that's exactly how we, we help the mission of the kingdom grow and and as you said, the more we know about God and the different artistic and creative expressions that are keeping in nature with who he was when he designed us, the more we're going to be able to worship. And so 
Uh, mm. Yeah, great stuff. Good, th- good stuff you shared yeah. with us. So, uh, thanks for doing that. Um, we're just about out of time, but I want to want to just uh, give you give you kind of two two final things. One is uh, uh, you also illustrated the body map, right? Um, sure. Yeah. And that was a project over at Garden City that uh, goes along with the Parables album, which was aimed at social justice in the areas of human trafficking. Uh, would you just kind of give us a little insight on that project real quick? Yeah, yeah. Great, great story. Um, great short story. It's basically about a girl waking up in, it's a very dark story. Um, first off, I'm just going to warn you. It's uh, about a girl waking up. Um, apparently she does, she doesn't know where she is, but she feels like she's in a coffin or something. And so she, she lost her memory and there's all these tattoos um, on her body and of her past. So she's trying to um, sift through all these tattoos to find out what her past was because she forgets she forgot it. Um, so it's a very, very dark story throughout the whole throughout the whole story. However, it's so brilliant with light at the end, light of the gospel, light of light of Christ's saving grace. Um, so it's, it's definitely focused on human trafficking and, um, the victims of sexual morality. I, I believe that's, yeah, that was, that was the main, that was the main goal of that is to bring awareness to people, not only of, um, human trafficking, but also, also the light of the gospel and the hope, the unshakable hope we have in Christ. So yeah, it was, it was, it was a dark story, but then I, I was just realizing how dark we are before we know Christ and, and how, how filthy and how w- wicked and how <laughs> deep our darkness is. So, right. yeah. And how, how does that, how does a story or doing a project like that help you know, and the and easing some of the pains of human trafficking or or mm. fighting against that uh, as the cause that we're in for Christ. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think for one, it, the hopes is that this story will bring awareness to people that hey, this is this is going on and this is reality. Um, this isn't just a short story. This this actually happens. Um, bringing awareness to people. Um. But then after bringing awareness, I mean, there's got to be change, right? There's got to be change. There's got to be change in the church. I know that there's probably some believers. Um, it saddens me and it grieves me, but there's there's probably some believers that are involved in it. And um, they haven't had a repentant heart in that area yet. And so there's there's a hope praying that this book will open their eyes to the reality of how wicked it is. And there's different forms of human trafficking, not just um, the actual human trafficking, but I mean, porn is human trafficking at any form of sexual morality. That's you could label human trafficking. Um, and so opening believers eyes up to that so that our church's heart is changed more towards that, um, which will help us, take action in preaching the gospel and shedding light on that. But there's also hopes that this book, if it could get in the hands or get in into the eyes of the actual predators of human trafficking on believers, 
And man, if God can make the universe out of nothing, he can surely use something to save someone. And so the hopes of bringing awareness to even their eyes of how wicked it is. Um, <laughs> I always, I don't, I don't like zombies on, I, I hate, I hate zombie movies and all, and all that, but zombies are a great picture. I mean, it's like, how can we change the predators in the, in that world? The truth is you can't stop a zombie from eating a human. Um, you can't change their appetite. And so you can't, you can't make an unbeliever not, um, desire their prey. But if we could get this, the gospel through this book into the victims lives, and if they could be saved through this and give them unshakable hope, then, and give them a love for Christ, then there's a hope that their love towards Christ will overflow into wanting to love and share the gospel with their predators, which would change that industry from the inside out. Um, another zombie movie, um, it's called warm bodies. Just how I haven't watched it, but it's how love, love changed a zombie back into a human, um, that love gives life. And so if there could be Christ's love within that industry, then God can use that to bring life from the inside out mm-hmm. and to give life to these zombies who are just feasting on these women and men. And um, I guess that's that's the way I go about thinking about it is that's that's my hopes for this book. Um, it's a small book, but God can God can make everything out of nothing and then he can he can save save the lost out of something so wow well uh i think that's a great place to end because there there's so much there for our listeners to hear um we want we want to make a difference not just in the life of the church but in the mission and and part of that mission is going to be going into some of the darkest recesses of the earth and and shining Mm -hmm. that light and um if if what you're doing or if others who are listening to this can be can be inspired and driven to contribute to something like that if some, if we can get enough people shining a light into the darkness uh mm. then then i think the 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 light will eventually uh overpower so many of those dark areas and we'll never mm. get rid of sin like you like you said i mean we're we're sinful beings the only time we get rid of sin is whenever christ you know redeems mm. all uh, all of creation and uh, we're longing and itching and waiting for that day, but until that day comes, you know we have we have a chance to uh, to shine the light a little bit more and maybe maybe illuminate some of the darkness and hopefully through the mm-hmm. work that God has given us to do, bring some people out of that darkness into the light and they become living creatures. You know they're not they're not the Walking Dead anymore. They're now the they're now mm. alive in Christ. And so, mm. Amen. So. Well, Chris, thanks so much for uh, for your time today. How can our how can our listeners uh, stay in touch with your work and what you're doing? Sure, sure. Yeah, you could. Ah, oh, man, thank you so much for asking, and uh, thank you so much for allowing me to spend time with you. Um, thank you for all who are who are listening to this and want to be a support. Yeah, if you want to stay in contact with me, um, you can 
if you want to contact me for like work or this or that, you can contact me through Garden City, um, Dave Yock. Go to his website, uh, garden, the Um, Hey, and also, I would love to be friends with you on Facebook. I mainly use my Facebook as um, just to um, show a little bit of what's what God is doing through my work. And um, so yeah, my Facebook is Christopher Jones and... You can look up Christopher Jones in Santa Clarita, California, and I should have a picture of me in a suit. The other way is an email, which I would love to um, stay in contact through email if any listeners have any questions or um, want any help in art or anything. Um, my email is chriscreateart at gmail.com. chriscreateart at gmail.com. Yeah, I would love... I would love to um, be of service in any way that I can. So, uh, yeah, feel free to contact me. I'd love to. I'd love to meet you and love to help out in any way. So, fantastic. Well, thanks so much for your time today, and uh, keep keep doing what you're doing. You know, right? You know, walk the road as as hard as it may be from time to time. You're doing a good thing, and it's going to pay off for not just yourself, but for the good of the kingdom as a whole. So we, we thank you for what you're doing and look forward to seeing and hearing more from you in the future. Thank you so much, David. Praise God. Well, like I said, lots of amazing content, a great conversation. I really enjoyed talking with Chris. So Chris, again, thank you for your time. Uh, obviously very talented guy. Uh, somebody who can, uh, who can draw, who can play the, the jambe, as he said, or uh, jimbe, as most of us call it, and, uh, and, and hip-hop. I mean, I'm about the whitest white guy that you will ever see, so uh, I'm, I'm always impressed and amazed by, by those who have skills that in the hip-hop arena that I, that I, will, I will never, ever possess. So anyway, um, thank you so much, Chris, for that. And hopefully our goal with that and as any interviews that it encourages and, and maybe kind of just pushes you out of the nest a little bit, so to speak, that, that if you are somebody who's wanting to do something like Chris is doing, that this interview would just serve as a little bit of encouragement to get you going in that direction and, and help you take that step you might need to put yourself out there. And, and if you're ready to do that, you can do that through us and through Garden City Project. You can just go to worshipministrycatalyst.com and submit your work there. Or uh, you can go to gardencityproject.com and, and get in contact with Dave there. Either way is just a great way to get your foot in the door and get things started and, and let us help you, uh, in whatever way we can. And just, again, the, the point isn't to, to build up what we're doing. The point is for you to be building up what you're doing in the kingdom and whatever we can do to facilitate that is what we are trying to uh, contribute to. So, uh, that's our goal. Our goal is not to make any kind of name for ourselves. Our goal is to make Christ known through the arts and through the creativity of the local church that's not limited to just artists. There's a lot of creativity that extends beyond artistry as we normally define it. So, um, you know, just help us spread the word, if you will, about about what we're trying to do. And, and we just love to see uh, the church expand its reach into culture as a result of the creativity of your church and our church and churches like us all around the world. So, uh Maybe that'll inspire you a little bit with what Chris did and just uh, love to be a part of that. And if and if we do, if we do inspire you, if we are part of that, let us know how we're helping and and uh, it's encouraging. And 
Of course, you can always go to uh, iTunes and leave a review. We really appreciate that when you do that, and let, it helps. It helps you know people, more people find out about what we're doing here, and uh, as well as on the Google Play uh, store, you can go and find out more information. But like I said, we've got a giveaway. I know everyone's just waiting. It's like sh- shut up, man, and just get to the giveaway. So I'm going to get to the giveaway, uh, and that would be a free book of John and a hero ebook. Um, so if you can leave a review on Amazon, you can get a free copy of the Hero ebook. And that just helps get the word out about uh, the ebook that, that Chris was a part of. Um, but you can connect with these and, uh, and, and just if you would, you know, review it, you can just go to GardenCityProject.com slash the press. And uh, you can go over there and paste your review that you leave on Amazon and get your free copy of it. Uh, by going to that website, gardencityproject.com slash the press, T-H-E-P-R-E-S-S. Also, um, right now on gardencityproject.com slash parables is that uh, free hero children's ebook and a free single from uh, the parables upcoming release. Now, you don't know what parables is yet because we haven't had that interview. Actually, the interview has been recorded and you're going to be hearing about it in the next uh, couple of weeks. But we wanted to give you a taste of that right now. So here is a recording called Oh Jesus and we wanted to share that with you today and you can go download this track by going to gardencityproject.com slash parables. Oh Jesus, take my bent away for making much of me and kill my pride and from this day with mercy make me Jesus, grant this gift to see the treasure that you are. And as the night eclipses me, be my morning star, my morning star, my morning star, you are. I've given you everything that I've got. Throw it away, throw it away, it's broken.
that was Oh Jesus from the Parables Project uh, coming to you soon from Garden City Project. And the vocals on that were done by an interview that we actually are going to be sharing with you in just a a week or two uh, by Kyle Prusina. So you'll be wanting to stick around for that interview. And remember, you can go download your free copy of that song by going to GardenCityProject.com slash parables and find that there. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode, episode 177 of the Worship Ministry Catalyst podcast. You can find us online by going to www.worshipministrycatalyst.com. You can go to facebook.com slash worshipministrycatalyst or twitter.com slash wmcatalyst. And as I said, we always appreciate it when you leave a review on iTunes and let people know that we're here. And if you will, you know, spread the word, share the word, what we're trying to do and uh, build this network. And hopefully we'll just, you and I will, and Dave and everyone is just all a part of this great project, bringing people together to make the name of Christ known through our expression of the creativity that we were created with in the image of our creator who made us that way. So um, we thank you so much for listening to this episode and we'll talk to you again soon. Have a great day. Twitter.com slash WM Catalyst. Facebook.com slash Worship Ministry Catalyst. <laughs>